I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Meg here as always and for some reason even though we have a new episode coming out every single week and we get to sit down and chat a little bit every single week before the actual episode, I feel like it's been a really long time since I sat down and recorded an intro, which is super weird. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much to say this week. But I think that is kind of like the energy that's coming along with February. So I feel like, you know, January, obviously, first month of the year. But for a lot of us, January being like that first month of a brand new year, it didn't have that kind of like go get them type of energy, didn't have that motivating energy for a lot of us. A lot of us still felt like we needed to kind of take things slow and that's okay. But I think having said that, now that it's February, we are feeling a little bit more of that higher vibrational energy. I'm not sure if you're feeling this way, but maybe that's why I feel like I have a lot to say this week. So let's get started. Happy February with a brand new month. I have some updates. So as always, if you are a Nourished and Free Collective member, head over to our membership site because you have access to new stuff this month. So if you are hearing about the Nourished and Free Collective for the very first time, you can always go to magdoll.com slash the collective, and that'll just give you so much more information about what I'm talking about. But this is where me and all the girls gather who are really excited to start taking care of themselves in a new way. So we do this by using essential oils and the Nourished and Free Collective is just our place to gather together learn together and grow together and really get excited about taking care of ourselves in this better way. So if you are a member, head over to our membership site. You have access to recipes, meditations, trainings, courses, and new yoga classes every single month. So one of my best friends, Katie Arnold, she is our nourished and free yoga instructor and she actually records new yoga classes for us each month. So for the month of February, since this tends to be 
the month of love, she did record a self-love practice for us. Super juicy, and I'm so excited for all of our members to go try it out for themselves. I know I'm really excited about it, and I will definitely be doing that this weekend. So the next update that I have for you is back home to you. With every single month, I start a brand new group of back home to you, but February is actually kind of different because I had a few groups starting with me throughout November, and then over the Christmas season, we took a couple weeks off, and now I have a couple groups wrapping up in the month of February, which only means I have more space for more clients this month. So if you've been hearing me talk about back home to you, and it's been something that you're just kind of like, okay, I know I want to do this, but maybe in the new year, at some point, I would say now's your time. This is your sign, girlfriend, because I do have more space on my calendar than I usually have. And I actually have the ability to start multiple groups this month instead of just that one group like I usually do. So if you are new to the show and you're hearing about Back Home to You for the very first time, Back Home to You is my small group coaching program. It's a 12-week very intimate coaching program and I've actually had several of my clients on this podcast before. So if you go back few episodes, you'll see that four of my clients have joined me on this show to talk about their transformations throughout Back Home to You. A lot of my clients come to me struggling with anxiety. I teach them how to really transform their relationship with their emotions. So we do a lot of emotional healing inside Back Home to You. We work on our mental health. So a lot of the women, majority of the women that I work with inside Back Home to You have had eating disorders in the past and they're no longer dealing with an active eating disorder, but they still feel like they haven't quite reached full recovery yet. They're still dealing with those lingering disordered behaviors and they really want freedom from that and that's what we do inside back home to you I walk you through my self-love framework and I will support you along the way this is an inner healing journey so if that's something that's calling to you right now you can go to megdoll.com slash back home to you and read more about it there. I have client testimonials for you to read there as well. And then I offer free discovery calls for this coaching program of mine because it's really important to me since it is such a small group atmosphere, this type of coaching program. It's really important to me that you and I just jump on a call before, sit down, get to know each other, just so I know I can fully support you and give you exactly what you need inside this program. So you can go to magdoll.com slash back home to you 
and schedule your free discovery call with me because like I said, I've got the space and I'm excited to see which next women I have the opportunity to work with this month. And then finally, that brings me to this episode with my friend Nicole. And so Nicole and I really actually connected a couple summers ago when I was going through my HA recovery. My body was changing a lot. I was talking a lot about accepting a bigger body than I was in my entire life before and just sharing a lot of body image stuff and that's how Nicole and I initially connected and she's just amazing (laughs) and I can't wait for you to meet her today so she's really into tarot I've always wanted someone on the podcast to come in and kind of give us a crash course on tarot so Nicole's my girl she is here to do that for us this week and she really did inspire me to start playing around with my tarot deck more and more if you are one of my clients you'll know that I tend to use my animal spirit deck a lot I'll pull animal spirit cards for my clients around like the new moon and the full moon I really like doing that for my clients, but Nicole has really inspired me to dive into tarot and start playing around with my deck more, get more comfortable with it, and it's really actually helped me in ways that I didn't even expect. I think there's a lot of inner child healing opportunities with tarot decks, and as I practice more and get more into the practice and art of tarot reading, I'll definitely share more of my journey with you for sure. So one other thing, Nicole also has a company where she creates jewelry with like crystals and she custom makes this jewelry. So I will be sharing on Instagram today If you're listening to this live, February 3rd of 2021, Nicole, two summers ago, made me this beautiful custom necklace and I love it so much. It's so special to me. So I'll be showing that there. But just so you know, Nicole is just so talented in so many different areas. So if you have been wanting maybe some custom jewelry of your own made by a talented friend of mine, I will have all of her links linked up for you in the show notes. So you can go check them out there and maybe even treat yourself to some custom jewelry from Nicole. So that's all I have to say for today, other than the fact that there's a few times throughout this episode that the background noise on my end is kind of loud, but that was totally my fault. I forgot to turn off our furnace that day. So the furnace kicked in and the background noise is kind of loud. That's one of the things us podcasters have to think about is turning our furnace off in the winter and turning the AC off in the summer. It's really annoying. And unfortunately, I forgot with this episode 
it's not too bad, but I just wanted to give you a heads up if you were like, what the heck is that noise? So that's all I have for you this week, everyone. We have so many great episodes lined up for you for the upcoming weeks, but you're really going to love Nicole. So let's hop over to the show. So, hey, Nicole, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. (laughs) It's I'm happy to be here. I really am. We're I just, love what you do. We're just so giddy right now. I was yeah. Yeah, I was just saying to you before we hit record that we just are meeting for the very first time. I mean, you and I have been chatting through Instagram DMs for a while now, but I'm really yeah. excited to have you on the show and It just feels like I'm sitting down with an old friend, even though you and I have never even chatted on Zoom before. I love it. Definitely. I feel like we mentioned this earlier, but it's one of the gifts that has come through this time, getting to connect this way, different time zones, different things. And I mean, I've been following your work for quite a while um, and I felt so much freedom from what you empower humans to experience. And I, I like to do the same in my own way. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to feel very paralleled with a strong human that is, is, um, equipping other people with those things. Thanks girl. Well, let's hear more about you. If people are just meeting you for the first time, if you want to give us a little bit of an intro to who you are. Oh my gosh. I will try not to (laughs) like go into my life story. Um, I'm a very eclectic human, um, but I do identify, I like to say that I am an energy alchemist. Mm -hmm. I like to work with energy, um, and this includes Reiki. Um, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I work with tarot. Um, I have worked with crystals for about 10 years. Um, and this all comes under the guise also that I'm a performer in New York city and I've been here for my sixth year. Um, and my energy practice kind of snuck up on me. It's kind of one of those things that you just have so much love about. And I found myself talking to everyone I met about crystals and horoscopes and all of the things that felt really special and magical. Um, and then I started to integrate my life with like what I called my magic, which I've shared this before, but I just think it's such an empowering thing that anyone that is interested in like, well, I want to experience magic. I want to play with my life that way is um, intention plus energy equals magic. So when you make your food in the morning, you have this intention to nourish your body and love on yourself and like feed your soul in a different way, like feed more than just your body. So that intention plus the energy that you're consuming, you're, you're, taking in magic, you know, so anything can be magical. Um, And so that's what I've discovered slowly, but surely in my life with like lots of bumps and bruises on the way. Um, And I just happen to be really vocal about it and uh, get to help people find that for themselves. too. Absolutely. Yeah. We need more people speaking up about this. So I am always curious about how people do get started with this type of work. So feel free to share (laughs) that part of your story. We'd love to hear it. 
Yeah, it's incredibly integrated and pretty bizarre. Um, I guess it's not super bizarre. So this might be how other people have found their their niche and their love and their work. But I grew up in an incredibly um, religious household, uh, very aware of God and um, but not necessarily the most healthy version of it. And it's not to any fault of my parents. They did the best they could. It was just a very small town, um, very uh, specific minded, not necessarily narrow minded, but very specific minded, very rule oriented. Um, and then I went off to college for music theater and costume design and I minored in art and my world expanded I went from I grew up in Iowa and I went to Minneapolis and um, I've been making jewelry since I was like in second grade my aunt taught me how to do that and I came across this like beautiful raw jewelry and it was these crystals and I was like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life um, and it was like 200 bucks, like way out of my price range. I was like, nah, I'm going to make this stuff. So I started to collect crystals and get into that from the aesthetic point of view. But I realized that there was a belief system behind these and there was like a respect that I needed to do. Um, so without appropriating it, I was like, I'm going to study this. And then it slowly just kind of got integrated into my life. And I was like, well, I don't believe, I don't know if I believe this stuff. Um, and then it came to a point where it just was my life. Um, and a couple of years ago, you know, I had a really bad falling out with that specific sect of um, belief that I came from. Um, and it just wasn't ringing true to me anymore. Uh, and around the same time as when tarot came into my life. So I stepped away and um, I still believe in spirit. I still believe in God. It, it, and I, it hasn't actually changed that much from what I grew up as it's, there's just no rule, like the rules around who I believed God to be are no longer boxing that in. Um, and I definitely don't look at anybody differently for what they believe. It's just, you know, it wasn't for me anymore. Um, and out of that, I started to get into energy work because I knew that I was sensitive and could sense these things off people. And I was like, I need to find a place for it. Um, cause it's not healthy to just like seep into these relationships. So in combination with my crystal work, I like meshed the two and then tarot became really special to me. And then I meshed the three, um, and now I've been working with, uh, my company that I call rewired healing. Um, I do kind of all of it. Uh, I do like crystal customs where I, I make certain things for whoever, you know, whatever their energy is sitting at. Um, I do tarot reads and I do remote Reiki right now just because of COVID. Um, so it's just, it's been a very deep, deeply connected to my identity and um, my shadow work and like relearning things for myself. Um, but it's been a very, uh, freeing and empowering, but very scary at times, very, very scary at times. Cause when you have been so integrated into a belief system that you don't know who you are without it, you're like, oh my gosh, especially when you were in your twenties, like that's been a long time. Um, so the fact that that is no longer scary to me anymore and it's actually empowering is um, also why I like shout it from the heavens because 
if anyone else is in this position, I'm like, hey, ask questions, you know, play with it. Spirit is playful. So yeah, that is my long-winded answer (laughs) to what you asked. (laughs) I love everything you said. And I think we honestly have a lot of listeners that Mm. will deeply resonate with what you just shared, you know, coming from a very religious background Mm. and then finding these other things that start getting them to maybe feel that little bit of fear, become a little scared and unsure of what should I believe or what can I believe what can like exist together mm-hmm. right what's what is right what is wrong that was always my big scare um I'd love to share something that has been super because if you have people that are in that place um my view of God was really stripped away and it was only for like a week but it felt like so much longer I was like I can't believe in a God if it believes these two different paradoxes like I had a war in myself and I was like I can't do this so I was like fine like no thanks I'm done and I remember so vividly laying down on my yoga mat and I was in tears just like confused and lost and just scared like scared um and I asked and I was like if you are God if you are there or how do I know who you are how do I know that I can trust you? And they answered, um, if it makes you shrink, feel small or, you know, limited, that is not me. If it makes you feel joyful, expansive and playful, that is me. And literally those are the only rules that I have other than not like hurting people or, you know, those types of things. But if it falls into those lines, I, I trust it. Um, and obviously things have grown from there and my relationship has grown from there, but that's been like the biggest indicator. Um, and it sits well with my, my intuition and like my magic as well. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that so much. Yeah. And it is such an important thing to talk about. And we actually haven't talked about that on the show before. And Mm -hmm. I think, like I said before, just a lot of women are finding themselves kind of in that place, right? We hear about astrology and we start getting into crystals and tarot. And then we're like, hey, can these things exist together? And in my world they do and so I have had yeah I have had women reach out to me about you know like how I go about that like yeah I don't don't really know how to even explain it because just like both feel right for me like you know in this way that I do approach it and I think you put it so beautifully when you said you like you're intuitively you know what Mm -hmm. feels good for you and Mm -hmm. it's okay if that looks different for you and your family and your friends and you know yeah because if it doesn't feel like if it doesn't feel good like and by feel good I don't mean like I don't want to like if it doesn't feel 
right in your gut, like the deepest of your guts, don't like, it's not like, don't push yourself. Like, I mean, a couple of years ago, I was terrified of tarot. I, because of what I thought about it, the stigmas around it, I was like, oh my gosh. But now I have like a million decks. I can spend hours reading with people. It brings me so much joy because it's just a tool. It's just, it's like having a book. It's like having a certain app on your phone. It's, it's a tool that I use and I've set up boundaries with my tarot decks and my tarot that I'm the person in power. Like they're not gods. Um, and yeah. And, and if it's not the right time or if you're not ready, like don't, push yourself to be there or, you know, be like, well, I, I don't have intuition. How do I get that? It's a, it's a muscle. It's a muscle, you know, it's just like practicing cooking. It's practicing doing these things. You, you do things to help yourself with intuition and, and tune into that, like very small, but strong voice that you have. Yes. Yes. And exactly. <laughs> the more you listen to your intuition, it's just going to get louder and be easier to listen to for sure I love that it's so it's yeah it's so paralleled with like intuitive eating mm-hmm. and um because it's innately in you it just kind of gets it gets practice out of you and it's not necessarily your fault and it's it's usually just where you're at at the time and um you kind of have to strip it down and get a little naked with yourself um to reconnect with it and it feels really like out of control at first um but you get into this this flow and it fluctuates for sure but it's definitely accessible for everyone yes definitely so i really want to make sure that we get to talk about tarot today because that's something that you know I have a tarot deck and I love pulling from it but I'm definitely not someone who can jump on my mic and do a whole episode about tarot by myself so that's where you come in we haven't really gone into it too deep on the show yet ever so you're the perfect person to talk to about this and I'm so happy to talk about it yay awesome remind me because it's it keeps tickling my brain (laughs) I don't know why I just said it keeps tickling my brain remind me of your sign I am a like my sun sign yeah tell me if you know your moon and rising tell me that too (laughs) you're like yes I do yeah (laughs) I'm Gemini sun Libra moon and Aquarius rising Oh my gosh, you're so airy. I know. Oh, I love it. But that's so good that it makes sense as to why you thrive in this time too, when you're talking about like, I've just always connected with people on Zoom or in these things it's because it's a different realm. You float up there so strongly. Oh, I love it. And you're also very consistent with yourself. Like, I mean, Libra and Gemini are not the same sign, but both have air quality so you're the way you process emotions and the way you are like at baseline as well as how you present yourself is very consistent so it's probably why it's so easy for me to talk to you I'm just like, oh, I love that. you are who you present to be that's so oh, good I love that and please tell me yours okay I am a uh Sagittarius rising so fiery rising naturally if you you can't see me I'm wearing a bright red sweater and bright lip 
and I got a pixie haircut. I love <laughs> um, your look. So like, it's you. just amazing. Yeah. I've always looked this ridiculous and I love it so I'm much. Definitely um, not like, yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Uh, Stunning. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I am a Taurus sun. So earthy sun, luxurious, uh, stubborn, um, Venus, Venus ruled. Um, and then my moon sign is in cancer. So I'm a watery baby. So I'm way more sensitive than people think I am. I'm like, you could break my heart very easily. <laughs> yeah, I'm 21 minutes away from being cancer. So this, I've this met a lot of astrologers in the past and they always, every single one of them has told me like right off the bat, I didn't think, like I wouldn't have thought you were a Gemini. Like they yeah, always yeah. think I'm cancer. Yeah, you have a mass of cancer energy, which sounds so weird. Like if you were in, in, in astrology, you'd be like, why are you saying that? No, you have a very, um, I always call it watery, but like flow-based, motion-based, spiritual-based um, energy about you. I'm sure there's something else in your chart that's like watery. I do have watery. cancer somewhere in my chart. Um, yeah, but we'll have to talk yeah, definitely. Um, I just feel like poor Geminis get a bad rap a lot of the times. <laughs> I have so many best friends that are Geminis. I get my, the people that I mostly connect with are like the bad raps of astrology, well, like the Capricorns <laughs> and the Geminis. I'm like, my friends, come closer. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. tarot right? Tarot. Let's yeah. talk. You talked about um, kind of like the myths around tarot and that was kind of a block for you for a while. So can 100%. you just maybe tell us about what some of those myths are around tarot? Uh, that you are, a that it's dark magic, that you're going to let in something from another portal um, something that really scares people are like, they're scared of seeing their future. They don't want to hear something bad. Um, I think, and it's so funny because there's a cycle to that. So if you ever get a tarot read for me, I like to, to define it as a, a picture of your energy, something to give you like something separate from yourself, very similar to astrology. Like I can tell you what's going on. Um, but one, it changes from moment to moment. I could read for you at the beginning of the day and it's going to be different. It might be pretty similar, but it's going to be different from, from what we read that morning later in the day because energy is not still. It, it always moves. Um, but also we have free will. Like even if you're someone who believes that you have limited free will, you have free will within what we see. So when we are given something, tarot is not a cruel mistress that she's gonna tell you something to punish you. Um, if you ever have the tower show up, like the tower, 10 of swords, three of swords, like the scary cards of the tarot. Um, I had a really um, lovely chat with spirit about those things. And they were like, listen, look at the tarot. And if in your study of the tarot, is there anything that has such an intense energy as the tower? There's not like the tower is this whoosh, sudden change, swift, 
um, it breaks down things. It, you know, it is such a, it, people are so scared of it because of change and swift change, but there's just nothing that takes a picture of that energy that we've agreed to agreed upon as a symbol. Um, so people are scared of like the certain cards coming up. People are scared of being told something they don't want to hear. Um, the portal, like being like a Ouija board or something scary. Um, against that kind of myth, uh, there there is quite a bit of power behind your intuition and connecting with spirit. And I, I never advise someone to just willy-nilly read a tarot deck because one, there's really no point if there's no intention behind it. Um, but two, setting up boundaries with your tarot deck. So my first tarot deck, the best uh, advice I got from a peer of mine and someone I looked up to at the time was smoke, cleanse your deck or cleanse it however you identify with and then ask who you're talking to ask who who um who i'm communicating with and whenever i ask these questions or i set up my space to do tarot i'm very specific about only things that are for me only things that are for my best like intention and soul alignment because that way like you're protected and you're safe and um spirit protects your or spirit um honors your boundaries so if my boundaries are I don't want to talk to someone scary I'm not going to talk to someone scary <laughs> the first yeah the first couple of months I read tarot I was like I don't read reverse cards okay like that's how I talked to my deck I was like I don't do reverse cards so I just didn't ever do them and then when I was ready for them I was like cool we'll do this now um but you're in charge. So interesting. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. And I know another like scary card for people is like the death card, right? So death again, needs change. Yeah, needs change. I know. I love Always. that. I actually had a conversation with my friend not that long ago when she pulled it. And I was like, you do realize that it's like more like transformation, rebirth, Absolutely. change, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And it's always... I think a reason too why death is always so scary is because it's a it's a force. It is a it is a it's a, a massive force that we can't control. So whenever the death card comes up, it's like, oh, something's gonna change and we don't have control over it. But I think that's also really beautiful because like you get you get a little preview. Um and to know that something is out of your control is kind of nice to hear sometimes, where you're like, cool, how can I respond? If this is out of control, how do I respond in, in the most true way to me? How can I use this energy? Um, yeah, I always do, I do weekly, free weekly readings on my um, Instagram page. Oh, you've seen a couple of them, right? Uh, yeah, so I do that every week, not to like scare people, but to be like, this is the energy you're gonna feel. This is the collective block or tendency we might have. And out of that, there's always something that tarot can advise or tell you to pour into or something that's going to emerge from it. Um, but it's just like, a, it's a fun tool and it connects you to yourself and it connects you to the people that read for you. And I've seen it transform and, and mostly affirm people, especially in the last couple of months. I've, I've had a lot of tarot reads where I'm like, hey, 
this, you know, whatever happens in this time is, is great. But I, I really just, you know, all this stuff already, like, this is me just reading you, but you know, this stuff already. And a lot of people have been like, thank you so much. Like just deep relief, um, from not feeling crazy for one, it's just so deeply affirming, but it's also, it gives hope. It really gives hope. Um, so it's kind of like the same thing. I've said this to other people, but I'm like, with my crystals, worst case scenario, it's all a bunch of like bull and I'm surrounded by pretty rocks. Worst case scenario, it's all a bunch of bull and I'm affirming people and giving them space to connect with themselves. But I've also like found out some things in tarot reads that I'm like, mm, that wasn't me. Like, that's all you like that, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. So <laughs> for the people that are really interested in getting started. I know this was me a few summers ago. I was just really wanting to deepen my spiritual practice and again, just strengthen that intuitive muscle even more than I already had. And I wanted to get my own very own first tarot deck. And so I went to the store and it was really hard deciding which deck I was going to get because I really I wanted a deck that came with a book because I didn't know like what everything meant and stuff like that so if you could maybe guide us and make it easier for everyone if they are looking for their first tarot deck it would be my pleasure oh my gosh this is makes me so excited so (laughs) first of all there's always that myth it's not a myth there's there's this thing where people are like you shouldn't buy your first tarot deck you need to have it gifted Mm -hmm. if that's your rule spirit will respect it uh I was gifted my first tarot deck but that's because I was scared and I was like well if I'm supposed to do this it'll find me uh and then it found me and I was like "Mm -hmm, I made this agreement um but I buy I've bought like four or five tarot decks after that. Um, so the, the best thing I can guide you to is, uh, what are you most aesthetically drawn to? What, what, like when you see the pictures, you're like, oh my gosh, wow. Like what lights you up? Um, for me, it's, it's been like really clear symbols, really, uh, intricate, like lots of scenes happening. There's a lot of scene work in the things I like because I have studied like the Rider Waite deck and what all the symbols mean and what the symbols mean to me. But from there, I kind of like shut off um, and I let whatever comes through intuitively come through. So like if I were to pull a card, I'm just going to do it because it'll be Just easier. pull us a card. We're going to get some ASMR of the 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 deck, but I'm going to just pull a card and okay. So if I were to pull this card, the three of cups, so it is, that's not a good card for an example. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst. I want a really good example. I love that. (laughs) Listen, intuition's lovely, spirit's lovely, but I am in charge. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I pulled the 10 of cups 
or 10 of uh, pentacles. So 10 of pentacles, it's a wealth, abundance, family, usually money-based. It came reversed. Um, and usually when something's reversed and it's a pentacle, you're like, it's loss of wealth, loss of money. Mm. But when I'm intuitively reading this, I'm, I'm kind of like throwing the rules out the window. I hear it. So I, I base it on like pentacles, earth, pentacles, money, pentacles, root chakra. So root chakra, things like food, um, needs, uh, feeling safe, my body. So I start with those things. I'll sometimes touch the um, numerology. I don't actually know what 10 means. I'm sure it's completion. I'm sure it's like, you know, reaching the top of the deck, but I'm really paying attention to, so when I look at it, the picture in this moment, I would look at it in the context of the reading, the question I asked. Um, so I'd ask it in context and you kind of put it in the sentence and then you visually like see what you're drawn to. Usually, like I said earlier, the pentacles reversed usually mean falling away of wealth, but if, if you're looking at it, the pentacles don't actually look like they're falling away. It kind of looks like whichever direction they're, they're stable. So it might be kind of like a um, revamping of your perspective on your wealth and abundance without it actually changing. And it might be around your family and you might be around what you hold close. So I'm saying that because the, the family is upside down. So the perspective is shifted. So Ooh, I like that. So, yeah. So that's like more intuitive. It's honoring and learning so you can be equipped. So spirit is going to use whatever rules or whatever symbols fit you. So I have a friend who I took a dream class from. So I learned the universal language of the mind. And that's very different from tarot. Um, and I started to integrate uh, like, so there's a lot of naked imagery on here. And that usually means vulnerability. And it's not super different in universal language of the mind, which is um, honesty with yourself. So when you're naked in your dream, you're actually like becoming honest with yourself. So if I'm naked in my dream and I'm like, don't look, it's because I'm uncomfortable with being honest with myself. But if I'm walking around naked in my dream, I'm like, yeah. I am honest with myself. I'm getting down to it. So that, because I'm like, that's a tool that I'm using. If a imagery opens up and I see like a naked body, I'm going to think vulnerability, but I'm also going to think honesty with myself. And then I think about who's asking the question and I go, what is your relationship with your honesty? And then we might see it in connection with the cards. So letting like whatever pops up, pop up. Um, so Getting to know your deck, that's why the imagery is really important is because if it sings to you, if it speaks to you, then you're going to be able to communicate with it more as opposed to like, I don't do well with just like straight up geometry or just like simple pictures. I'm like, this tells me nothing. Um, I have no idea what to tell you. Um, but then that's, yeah, you, you start to develop a language with it. Um, and then yeah. So yeah, finding a deck, that's what I would. It's <laughs> finding the deck and then that. the additional information I gave you. <laughs> yeah. So great. And you always start off a reading, like if someone was going to pull a card or two or three or more for themselves, always starting off with like a question or an intention of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. So 
getting really clear about it, but getting clear and honest because it is energy. Energy does not lie. It is very, very, very honest. So if you come in and you're like, I would like to know about my career, um, but the whole time you're thinking like, does this guy like me? Does this guy like me too? What is this relationship? It's going to be confusing for me as the reader because I'm going to be like, uh, this is all cups and you asked me like about money and uh, is there something you're not telling me? Uh, so it's like the more honest you can be, the clearer it will be. Um, just like the intention plus energy equals magic. Like the intention is everything. Um, but if you are like getting into it and you're becoming it and you're curious about it, the one of the exciting things that you can do is getting to know each card. So first doing like the getting to know your deck and getting really clear on like, who am I talking to? Um, it's really fun. Like I have in my two decks that are by the same artist, they both showed up as the high priestess that I was talking to the high priestess. So to me, that's my higher self. And then in this other deck, it was um, the queen of pentacles. And I'm like, that's so cool. These women are so strong and awesome oh um, that's how you figure out who you're talking to yeah, so cleanse yes. your deck. I wasn't yeah so cleanse yeah. it uh I like to smoke cleanse with like an herb that I connect with and then breathe always breathe because if you if you're anxious about it the cards will read your anxiety and you'll get like the eight of swords or some kind of sword card and you're like this who I'm talking to like no you're reading your anxiety get into a really grounded place, get, get like, feel your most self, pop on some music, um, turn off any distractions, shuffle. And then sometimes it'll pop out. I have a deck that will always pop out cards and I have another deck. This is so fun and weird, but I have another deck that comes to me as the divine masculine. And um, I remember when I was shuffling through cards and I heard, uh, we're not going to pop out for you. You have to draw it. And I was like, cool. So with that deck, I draw the card. Um, and that one was the, the king of cups. That's, that's who showed up with that one. So, you know, it's, it's fun to find out yeah. like, who you're talking to. Um, so question. Just, yeah. That's go. Yeah. I do have a question. So when you get your deck, you cleanse it and you ask who you're talking to, you're doing that once, not before every reading. Just once, yeah. just once. And then so cool. that's kind of like the start of the relationship. I like that. Um, with that, because like I, I make everything very like they're real, you know, and mm -hmm. it's an energy. So it's alive to me. It's the same thing with my crystals. I'm like, I'm going to cleanse my crystal babies. Yeah. And I, like, treat I know them my well. girl like her. Yeah. You're like, here, you may rest in your little apartment over here. I have a big selenite stick and I'm like, good night, babies. Um, and it, it just, it feeds, it feeds the relationship. And um moving from that, like getting into the learning about the symbols. So taking time to like educate in those things, you can listen to podcasts. There's, um, Biddy Tarot is one of my favorite educators Websites, when it comes to, right? yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. She's so good. Um, she also has a really awesome book that you can break down, but I really encourage you that when you're learning, if it feels right, um, to, to like learn, but also like spend time, like completely not referencing anything. And if you're going to, if you're going to reference, pull the card, pull the card um, and see like, oh, I got the page of cups reversed. What am I seeing from this energy? 
well, he's looking at the cup. The cup is water. So like saying what it means to you and then kind of reading about it afterwards, because that way you're going to intuitively be drawn to what you're drawn to and connect to that because that's what's supposed to happen. And then you're also going to be affirmed when you're probably mostly correct because your intuition's so strong. Um, and then you're not, you know, um, relying on a source that's not your own. Amazing. Um, I love that you said yeah. that. And that's exactly what I do. You know, I'll pull, yes. I'll look at it, kind of allow myself to just be with it and interpret it on my own. Like, what do yes. I feel like this means? Right. And then I do hop over to that website because it's yes. so good. Um, yeah, super helpful. We will link that up for everyone. Definitely. Um, so good. And so get multiple sources. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Get multiple sources because what you learn, and you probably experience this in multiple places, but um, like astrology, there's going to be in different interpretations. Um with so many people. So the more that you get eclectic about reading different things. So like another really fun, um, quicker reference is kitchen table tarot. She's very like quick to the point. She's, she's pretty brash and like silly and cute that I I liked her stuff, but her stuff is different than Biddy's. And I, I see why they believe what they believe and where they make the connections, but it also reinforces that like, well, I think this, You know, so like getting to have multiple amazing people that are like very strong in their beliefs go, you can pick one too. Um, So really getting that. I love that you do that. It's definitely the the best way to strengthen it, that muscle. Oh, good. I love that. Nicole, I could keep talking to you forever. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) we will have to wrap up the show, but I do have one more question for you. I ask all of my guests this question. It is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh. I just felt that very viscerally in my body. Um, you let yourself break when it needs to happen. You don't fight it um, because then you realize that you're not breakable. So when you go through it, when you're feeling the grief, when you're feeling the overwhelm, letting it wash over, letting the wave come through and sitting with yourself and seeing that you're not broken. Um, I felt yeah, that. So, yeah, I almost started crying. So like, mm. I, I definitely, I feel that. I feel yeah. that very strongly in my life and it's getting reinforced by lessons. So thank you so you much. Oh, it's, it's truly my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so quickly, <laughs> while everyone's yes. still listening, where can they find you on Instagram? I always like yes. encouraging our listeners to take a screenshot of them listening to the show or maybe they're out for a walk taking a picture of wherever they are and then sharing oh, on yes, it show me yeah sharing in their instagram <laughs> stories where they are listening to the show and then tagging me and tagging you so where can they find you i love that so much so my instagram handle is at rewired healing r-e-w-i-r-e-d-h-e-a L-I-N-G, Rewired Healing. Amazing. And I from think there is, yeah, all the links. That's seriously, like, yeah. my favorite company name ever. 
Like it just, it's so clever and so smart. Like it's just perfect. I love it. It has evolved. It has evolved. And I like, I like where it's sitting right now for sure. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yay. I I know we'll be chatting again. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show this week, babe. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you.